All right, let's do this one last time. My name is Drew Dodger, and for the last couple months, I've been doing a podcast with my good buddy, Jacob Herring. While we love film in general, with us being artists and all, we have a fascination with animation, and we decided to start an audio podcast after we both geeked out over the animated Transformers movie. We're not perfect, we've gotten names wrong, and we don't always agree on movies. But at the end of the day, we try to bring an informative and entertaining show to you all, and we'd like to welcome you to The Cellcast. Another episode of The Cellcast. Joining me this morning is a man who, uh, for some reason, can't log into the internet today. Jacob! Why, thank you. And I would like to introduce our co-host. A man who just had to crack a code. Welcome, Drew. Well, when you're used to solving puzzles in video games, and someone sends you a cryptic note, and you go, wait a minute, I know this one. You have to solve it. Yeah, and it starts with an eight... Yes. Obviously eight is the eight colors of the uh, of uh, eight colors of the rainbow if you count if you're in the disc world because the eighth color is octarine, of course. Right. Moving on. <laughs> uh, uh, how are you doing this morning, Jacob? I'm doing very well. It's been a very long week. It's been a long productive week in some ways. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually feeling very good. Very good. good, very you know, very very positive and not just be like wanting to beat my head into a wall sometimes. <laughs> oh, give it time, that'll happen. <laughs> yeah, but just just that that way of when we like when we, you know, you know, let ourselves get down, be like, you know, let depression set it in and just yeah. be like go oh Eeyore, like I like to call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you who would like to clap, now is the time. Anyways. Ladies and gentlemen, I do this to make Jacob crack up, and y'all can't even hear it half the time, which is so sad. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been feeling really good. It's just more, I think it's more just having that relationship, greater that greater relationship with the Lord and just trusting in Him and not my own strength. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just, that's where that comes from. That's where I can only get praise to in that. Uh, I hear you. Uh, other than that... I know you'd had a... Tough couple weeks there. Yeah, that was that was that was a rough patch. That was definitely a rough patch, um, or a rough hedge. Let's say that mm-hmm. rough hedge had to bounce over, tumble over, I get will back s- up, tumble I, over again. I will <laughs> say it doesn't show in the podcast. So no. there's you know you do a good job with that, keeping it entertaining for the folks. Well, thank you. So how have you been? I've been doing good. It's been a very tedious week. Mm-hmm. Uh. Not to get too deep into something I shouldn't talk about, but I did spend most of the weekend playing with a friend who desperately needed the companionship. Yes. But, uh, playing a lot of 14. Uh, but other than that, I've been, it's been good. Had a great weekend with the uh, Christmas and August event at the church. Oh, that was fun. Yes, that was fun. And then, uh, the two meals that we ended up sharing with different groups of people. Yes. In the process the next day. But yeah, that was a lot of fun. Well, just let, to let our audience know, we did not actually share a meal. <laughs> no, no. We were all at the same, same table, table 
And there was only the separate one, meals. And between the two different meals, there was only one person who was also at both. So yeah. <laughs> anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, what have you been watching, Jacob? Well, I've watched a few things. Mm-hmm. Watched a few things. One, I finally got around to watching the Angry Birds movie. One of us had to before we watched <laughs> yes. this thing for yes. real. Yes, yes. Um, I don't know what to say about it. I mean, like it was, it was a very, it was a fun, entertaining movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, me on a personal level, I thought I kind of felt it. Kind of, it, it had a somewhat of a political view to it in some ways. Well, what do you expect from Hollywood? Yeah, that's true. When you have a very simple concept like Angry Birds to base it on. Yeah. Where you have all the all the other birds would be like, oh, this is cool. These characters are coming. These The pigs are coming in. Oh, kumbaya and happy. And the one angry bird is more like, hey, shouldn't we be do- suspecting these things? Be like, and kind of giving that well, the, what's the word? I don't know. I don't know what word you're trying to get a hold of. Yeah. yeah. But, anyways. It's, Let me ask you this. Yeah. Is it still going to be a good movie for us to review sometime in the next six weeks? Yes. Okay, good. I agree. It'll be like, it's 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 definitely a fun movie. It's definitely a kid movie. Definitely a little kid Because this one is on the list for us to review sometime. Yes, it is. In six Oh, yeah, about six weeks. Maybe a little longer. We'll maybe. More on that in a minute. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, um, I've been watching, uh, of course, still trudging through Evangelion. That sounds bad. Yeah. But I'm finally getting to the episodes where I actually don't know what's coming. Ah. Because that's the thing. is While I have never watched the original Evangelion, I watched the rebuild. Yeah. And up until this episode I just watched, with the exception of the one filler episode, it kind of mirrored what happened in the movie. It does. So I was going, are we going to get to something new here that I don't see coming (laughs) soon? And finally, we're getting to some new stuff, because I just got to Asuka. Yeah. Asuka Ling Yusuyus. And Asuka in the movie was... No, I mean, she's still Asuka, and that didn't change between the two. Yeah. But it was just different. Mm-hmm. She's a little more uh, in your face, I guess I should say. She is. She's definitely yes. in your face. Also, I have to wonder, and I understand why they brought Shinji to the ship. <laughs> right. Why his two friends got to come along is what I would like to know, because they definitely don't have clearance. Yeah, well, ever since he did, he did save them, and they kind of know about Ava's right now. I so. don't care. I, at least the guy with the photo, and he did technically have some other connection. Yeah. But the other kid, who's just there because he's, pardon the word, I'll just say perverted. That's the nicest way to put it. Yeah, well, as the series progresses, he kind of, unlike in the rebuilds, he kind of plays... A different role uh, well, I didn't in the series. actually get past the second movie in the reboot, uh, okay. even though I bought the third movie. I never watched it. Ah, so yeah, okay. I think I bought the third movie because oh, it's out. I should buy it. Do I want to watch it? Hmm. I really didn't like that last one. First one was good. <laughs> yeah, the the third one's kind of like what the heck? Yeah, because I didn't watch it. So. Yeah, there again. If you've watched the if you watch the series, watch the entire series. The third movie 
be like the the end of the second movie mm-hmm. kind of takes a different turn, and then the third movie takes this completely different turn. Right. Be like it's a different well, story I do, altogether. I do have one question related to the dub because I know I'm watching the Netflix dub. That yeah. It's currently you still have the DVDs. Mm-hmm. Did they call each one? You know, the numbered children instead of the numbered child. And every time they were referring, like Shinji is the is the third child, Asuka is the second child. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, how which seems more of an English way of saying the term. But in the Netflix stuff, they keep saying second children, third children, even though they're talking about a single kid. Yeah, no, the original was the second child, the third okay. child, the first child. Okay, that's our, that's the first real bad d- uh, choice. I will. First knock, I'll say against the Netflix dub. Okay, they for some reason like Oscar keeps calling Shinji, "Hey, you third children, third." Children. It's like that doesn't work. It's okay. And technically, wasn't he the second? But I, admittedly, I know what no, little te- I understand. Technically, he would still technically be three. Technically, he's the third. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah, definitely hang in there, because it gets a little bit bumpy in some cases. Definitely towards your your latter part of the series, it gets a little rough. Let's okay. say that. All right. Uh, well, I, I will get there eventually. Okay. Uh, also, Funimation finally got around to releasing the sec- the next group of episodes of the English dub of Dragon Ball Z Super. Kame! Where we're going? Well, where we're going is the, uh... Remember how last time, last time we talked, Goku had doomed the 13 different universes yeah. to a fight? Well, we've been slowly building to that fight. Hmm. Seventh universe got to a little bit of the trouble. See, uh, the Omni King, the guy who's the, the group, the two guys that are actually putting this thing together. Yeah. They want 10 fighters from each universe. And, you know, Universe 7, our universe, had 10 fighters. You had Goku, Vegeta, Gohan, Tien, Master Roshi, 17, Android 17, Android 18, Krillin, and Piccolo. Mm -hmm. They also had uh, Majin Buu. Mm -hmm. Majin Buu's a strong fighter, and he was was feared by, even Frieza feared him back in the day. Not that that was all shown in uh, retconning, but still. Yeah. Well... Normally, Majin Buu only sleeps for like a second, but about th- three hours before the tournament's supposed to start, he's asleep and won't wake up. Hmm. So they don't have a tenth fighter, and while the nine could probably hold their own, right? maybe, sorta, kinda, they kind of have a feeling that if you need ten people, that, you know, they're gonna, you need ten people. Yeah. Otherwise, the Omni King's just gonna go ahead and destroy that universe. Um... Because he can do that. Thanks again, Goku. Yes. So, um, they get somebody. Mm-hmm. Would you like to take a guess? Knowing uh, what you know of Dragon Ball. Because I bet you you can um, guess this. Who would be the worst person, but yet the only one who probably could stand up? Hercule. No. It's not Hercule? It's not Hercule. <laughs> okay, thank you! <laughs> Someone who might actually survive. Not a joke character. Okay. Somebody who could actually put up a fight. Oh, what's her name? Because she was. It's not a her. Oh, okay. I'll see. It's it was... technically a he, but you wouldn't know this from the English dub originally because they never used the pronouns, and this character was voiced by a woman. Okay, you're leaving me in suspense. Who? 
Frieza. Frieza? Frieza. <laughs> what they're doing okay. is, obviously they can't just let Frieza run around willingly, so they don't resurrect him with the Dragon Balls. Yeah. No, they use Fortune Teller Baba. Now, if you don't know Dragon Ball lore, okay. Fortune Teller Baba, has, which is Master Roshi's sister, has the ability to go between universe, go between you know, the afterlife and the normal and regular, and employ people from the dead for about an, a day. Hmm. So since after a day, even if Frieza goes berserk and runs away and they can't ever do anything, they only have to worry about him being loose for a day before he goes back into his hell. Yeah. Which, we'll get to that when we get to Resurrection F, which I do want us to cover at some mm. points. Um, but Frieza has... Frieza agrees to do it, but only on one condition. If they win, Goku has to use the Dragon Balls and resurrect him for real. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And of course, Goku's like, well, I don't want to do that, bye. And he walks off. So finally, Goku has brains. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was bound Shock. to happen eventually. Shocker, right? But then Frieza says the one thing that's going to screw the universe over. You know, I've been... I have my, my body's been... Uh, Immobile. My brain hasn't been. And I'm actually much stronger now than I used to be. And you, I bet you want to fight me to see if you're so oh, strong. Poke the and bear, Goku, why don't you? And Goku even says, of course, the most evil being in the universe knows how to push my buttons. Uh-huh. It's like, well, at least you're aware. <laughs> it's like, ooh, fight challenge? Let's do it. And spoiler alert, I already know what happens. Yeah. <laughs> because I've seen Broly. <laughs> uh and also, this was, we've also been following the different teams in different universes. Mm-hmm. One of the teams that we, we initially followed this one kid from uh, Universe 6 in a previous story arc. Mm-hmm. He was involved in uh, a tournament between Universe 6 and Universe 7. He was also a Saiyan. Really? But a Saiyan from Universe 6. Oh, okay. They're all skinny and almost childlike beings. Huh. But they're still Saiyans. Vegeta, in during that story, Vegeta was actually able, because, you know, Vegeta was the one who ended up going up against this kid. Mm-hmm. And Vegeta, because, you know, Vegeta wants a real fight. Yeah. And this kid is, while well, he is the strongest fighter on his planet, he's a bit of a wimp in comparison to everybody else. Yeah. So Vegeta forces him to task, and actually, in the process, this kid goes Super Saiyan for the first time. Okay. And it's the first time any Super Saiyan, any Saiyan from that universe had ever gone Super Saiyan. Hmm. Well, I should point out that it's very apropos that Vegeta is the one that fought this kid. Hmm. Because this kid kind of looks like a skinny, wimpy version of Vegeta. Hmm. Which means there's got to be other versions of other characters. Oh, fun. So, going into this, we met... I'm probably going to... I think it's... I think it's, I gotta look it up. I think it's Kalefa or something like that. I can't, because it's cauliflower is what, you know, all these, all the names in Dragon Ball are puns. Yeah. But I think he, uh, they meet Kalefa. Kalefa is one of these people who, of course, wants to fight and is very obviously a female version of Goku. And just by a description of how, uh, the other guy whose name I can't think of, I feel horrible. I just watched the episode. You'd think I'd know these people's names by now. You think? But, um, 
just by a description of how he went Super Saiyan, she's able to go Super Saiyan. Oh, fun. But she has a friend, almost a sister, who she knows that if her sister would ever apply herself, she could be a good fighter, too. So she forces him to teach her how to go Super Saiyan. Okay. Now, if you know anything about Dragon Ball, you know there's not a third Saiyan. Third full-blooded Saiyan in normal canon. Yeah. In fact, up until this point, the only other full-blooded Saiyan that was ever ever able to give Goku and uh, Vegeta a run for their money was Broly in the non-canon movies. Right. The legendary Super Saiyan. Mm Mm-hmm. And this legendary Super Saiyan concept was kind of created before the idea of how Super Saiyan would actually work. Mm-hmm. So they had this guy essentially be fully Super Saiyan all the time, but it had different... Everything was different about how he went Super Saiyan. Right. In fact, he even has green hair mm-hmm. instead of blonde hair. Right. So finally, the, in, she's not the things that got them to go Super Saiyan is not working on her. Okay. So finally, she gets frustrated and starting to get angry with herself. And this, of course, starts her going Super Saiyan. But she doesn't go regular Super Saiyan. She goes legendary Super Saiyan. First time we'd ever seen it really in the show. And there was no clue it's coming up unless you've been reading stuff and I knew about some stuff. So I knew it was coming. I just couldn't remember which one character it was. And I'm going... Okay, they did make this canon. <laughs> this explains why Broly works later on. <laughs> hmm. But anyway, I've been watching that, mostly. Okay. There was one more I wanted to bring up. While I was waiting, while I was chilling out, relaxing, eating dinner. Waiting for me to text you to find out if we were ready to go. Exactly. I happened to stumble, I was watching YouTube, and apparently... That's dangerous. Yes, it can be dangerous. <laughs> but this was actually fun. Apparently... Marvel HD, the channel, mm-hmm. which is part of Marvel Comics, was live streaming. Apparently, a lot of their Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy animated series, huh. which apparently was all centered around Rocket. Okay, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Apparently, they're apparently they're live streaming it today, so this would be on Thursday. So you can go back and watch it. Be like, it was a lot of fun. It was very interesting. Mm. Okay, I watched a bit of that show. I knew uh, the show follows closer to the comics than the movies did. Yeah. So Peter's dad was actually, you know, an emperor. Mm-hmm. Wild, one wild guess who played the emperor. Do you remember the, a man by the name of Jonathan Frakes? Jonathan Franks? Frakes. Frakes. No. You ever watch Star Trek The Next Generation? Oh, yeah. Riker. Riker. <laughs> Riker played his father. Oh, okay. You can't tell me that's not good casting. That is good casting. <laughs> For if you're actually going to go that way instead of forcing Ego to be his father. But anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, now, I know you've got a lot of news. Yeah, there's actually been a lot of news that came out recently. And you found, and you were actually better at getting the news this week than I was. So, I'm going to let you go ahead and hit all that. All right. So... If you're wondering where all this this news is coming from, I got all my sources from animationmagazine.com. So if you want to go look it up, it's all there. Alrighty. Alright, so starting on the first, sadly that a legendary animation director has passed away. Oh. Richard, w- Richard Williams 
uh, best known for Who from Roger Rabbit, mm-hmm. the man who created Roger Rabbit mm-hmm. and Jessica Rabbit, but not, sadly passed away mm. this week. He passed away at the age of 88. He's He was also known for the return of the Pink Panther and Pink Panther Strikes Again. So that was a kind of a sad numbering. That would for... be the animated sequences in those two movies. Yes. Okay. Yes. And the opening sequences, I would assume. All right. So going from something kind of sad to hmm. something kind of happy. Definitely yes. For a yes. Kid, yes. Yes. Definitely for someone who is a, a child of the 80s. And a child of heart. And a child of heart. Definitely. <laughs> definitely in heart. And was actually allowed to watch the show as a kid. Yes. So this past weekend at PowerCon. Not which Power is, Morphicon. Exactly. Which, if for you guys who don't know, pow, uh, now I want to say Power Morphicon. Sorry. PowerCon, which is for He-Man, the Masters of the Universe, and Thundercats. Oh! <laughs> we couldn't do that again if we tried. <laughs> no, we couldn't. We couldn't. So... Apparently, Kevin Smith, the director, showed up. And so, apparently, he announced in a panel that they are doing Masters of the Universe Revelation. Which is an anime, which is an anime which will come out on Netflix at some point in the future. Possibly 2020 or 2021. Which will take place immediately after the original 1980s cartoon. The, the show I watched as a little kid. Which means I, now, if I want to know what the bloody crap is going on, I have to watch an old cartoon. Yeah, pretty much. How many seasons? I think four. Ah, that's not too bad. Yeah, but they're like 70 episodes apiece. No, 60. Never mind. It's it's, it's a lot of More episodes. More episodes than there are there are weeks in a year. Hey! Yeah, because they, they ran it every day. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to watch the show as a kid, because I wouldn't know. So, let's just say, I'm super excited. Oh my gosh. I can imagine. Yeah. So, moving along that freight train, apparently Netflix has ordered an adult animated action comedy featuring the king himself, Elvis Presley. And it's being produced by Sony Animation. Okay. Apparently, it's going to be called Agent King. Uh-huh. This can't be good. <laughs> Well, apparently, like every kid, every kid wanted to. Apparently, Elvis Presley wanted to be a superhero when he was a kid, and so apparently, they're taking that aspect of it. It's a crime fight, adult humor. This is gonna be like, um, oh, what was that show? Um, Archer? No, no, this is an old show. Um, oh. Chuck Norris's Karate Commandos, isn't it? <laughs> no, I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, everybody are Mr. T and the T-Force. Oh, okay. Now that makes a little more sense. Okay. (laughs) I just went with a show that's like, obviously this is a show for kids with a celebrity endorsement, except the celebrity's dead. (laughs) And no, they're not getting Elvis Presley to come back from the dead and voice him. There was some... Well, if you go by what people people claim, he's he's running a uh, donut stand in Toledo, so obviously, you know, they pay him enough, he can come back. Or he's a... Never mind. Never mind, I'll talk there. Okay. <laughs> Alright, so, on to more incredible news. As most of you remember, we've covered the Kyoto, uh, Kyoto. Uh, Kyoto's the word. Yeah. Kyoto uh, Animation. Kyoto Animation. Or Kyo Annie, as it's been called recently. Exactly. Kyoto Animation Studio 
had suffered a fire two months ago. Arson. Arson specific. Yeah, arson fire two months ago. Lost, like, how many people? 30? 36, I think, was the final number I saw. Yeah, 36 souls were lost in that fire. But the studio is releasing a Violet Evergarden movie trailer. They've just released a Violet Evergarden trailer. And the movie will be released in Japanese theater starting September 6th. That's good. And assuming Netflix is going to get that dub out pretty quick because uh, Netflix is the one who's got the dub here or got the show over here in America. Yeah. So if you want to go check out the show, go to Netflix. Yes. I have no idea what the show is about, but knowing Kyoto animation, it's good. Yeah. What, what I understand about the show, it sounds really good. I just don't have the time to go get it. And plus you can't watch everything. No, you can't like some people. Hey, I'm sorry. I'm slow when it comes to shows. I'm st- I'm just now getting around to a show that came out 30 years ago, but you couldn't get for the past 20. I'm not talking about him. (laughs) Hey, before I started editing a podcast, I had a lot more free time on my hands. (laughs) Which we are all very thankful for. You're welcome. (laughs) Moving on. Continue. (laughs) All right. So you got one more more thing on there if I'm reading this right. Yes, I do. (laughs) There is apparently coming to Nickelodeon. They're doing a two-part anime special called Lego Jurassic World Secret Exhibit, which will be coming, which will be coming. Uh, because, of course, somewhere on that, that island, after the volcano went off. Can I, have to, can I talk about that just for a quick second? Well, I just realized something stupid about that last movie. Okay. They built this park. They, they rebuilt the park. Yes. On an island they knew had an active volcano on it. Yeah, this is like, why would you do that? <laughs> I'm sorry, that just crossed my mind. Yeah, just build that movie on a second stu- island. That movie was stupid enough as it was, but... Um, I don't know why they're making this, other than it's gonna, they'll make money off of it, technically. Oh, yeah. yeah, apparently it, it takes place, like... Between one and two, I'm think I'm hoping. No, it takes place like before After two. No, before before. And by one world. and two, I mean world and world and and fallen kingdom. No, I don't no. mean park one and park two. No, it takes place. Uh, what it looks like because you have all the original cast are still there. Like the owner, all the people who did not die in Jurassic World are still there. Okay. So apparently, it takes place during so Jurassic not, World or before it anyway. Yeah, or before it's it. like okay. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. It seems like a fun movie. So if you're interested, uh, uh, tune your dials to Nickelodeon. Dials? Sorry. Yes, dials. <laughs> we're, we're going old school. What? Our, uh, our, I, our, I know you, I know you're <laughs> slow on the technology. Oh, come on. <laughs> or set your DVR or DVR. You know, Who's got that? <laughs> I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. There are plenty of people with DVRs. <laughs> You said v- if you said VCR, I would have fought you. But <laughs> you see what I got to work with here. Anyways, if you want to watch it, go to Nickelodeon, and it starts August twelfth and concludes August twenty fourth. So that'll be a two part movie. Which is what did you say? The twenty first. Mm-hmm. That's August twelfth. August twelfth. Yeah, August twelfth. That was about 10, 12 days ago. Okay. So if you already missed part one. <laughs> yes. Oops. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's fine. So, they didn't, I have a feeling they missed nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So if you want, if you watch, I'm it, sure they'll reshow it. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure they'll show it. Nickelodeon will run this thing into the ground for as long as they can get away with it. Yeah, writing the news, I didn't quite realize what the date was. It happens. <laughs> On the date of our recording, it is currently August 20th. <laughs> okay. Anyways, so, so that's the news. That's the news. Alright. <laughs> then should we move into our review of Summer Wars? I agree. Alrighty. Summer Wars was directed by Mamaru Hosoda. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is the third movie we've watched that Mamaru Hosoda has directed. The first was uh, Girl Who Leapt Through Time. Mm-hmm. And the second was half of Digimon the movie. Uh-huh. Not the third This half. is the coincidence. Yeah, pretty much. We did not intend to be the, for the thir- first three animes that we covered in this show yeah. to all be from the same director. Mm-hmm. Mostly from the same director. That one guy did technically stick his foot in there. Can I say Providence? It just happens. So, this movie does happen to be inspired by the second hat quarter, uh, or second act of Digimon the movie. Yes. Which, in Japan, that second quarter was called Digimon Adventure, Our War, War Games. Games. Mm-hmm. And if that kind of, sort of, reminds you of a 1980s movie starring Matthew Broderick, I think it was, in- I think that's intentional, because... This kind of goes the rest of the way. Yeah. Shall we play a game? Maybe. Also, if you've seen Ready Player One. Yes. Which technically came out after this. Both the book and the movie came out after this movie came out. Really? Yes. Hmm. Not that. But I think that too was coincidence. Yeah. Um, This has a very similar concept. Yes. In In a way, yes. In a way, yes. Except, you know, the whole world's world's using it. They're not. You know, enslaved by it in many ways. Yeah. Uh, so, he di- he directed and wrote the original story that this mm-hmm. movie's made. Uh, Sock. I'm going to apologize for every name I mispronounce from this point forward. Because there's a lot of Japanese names, and I'm going to get tongue-tied, so forgive me. <laughs> also, names of other origins, but still. Saktoko Odudera. Wrote the screenplay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Akihiko Matsumoto wrote the music. Mm-hmm. The English dub was written by John Bergmeier and Patrick Seitz for Funimation. Okay. And Funimation is the one who made the dub and distributed it here in the U.S. Yes. And that is definitely the version we watched. And I don't think there's any other version yet. Yet. Okay, so... Michael Sinterkoss... Played Kenji Koiso, our main character. Yes. He was, uh... I wrote that he was in the 2008 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles show, but I didn't put who he played. Oh, okay. (laughs) So he was one of the turtles, I remember that. I just can't remember if he was Donnie, Mike, Raph, or uh, Leo. My apologies. (laughs) Also, trust. if you've watched any of Pokemon, he's the voice of Surviper. Okay. So he says Surviper over and over again. So, yes? <laughs> no. Surviper! 
Seviper, something like that. Now, Graham, be like, I'm, I'm a Digimon fan where they actually talk. Hey, Meowth talks. <laughs> yeah, because he used all of his experience points to do so. Exactly, before you can press another Meowth. <laughs> hey, we're, we'll get to that. Okay. <laughs> we'll get to that. Uh, Brina Palencia played Natsuki Shinohara. Mm-hmm. That is, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of explain who these people are because otherwise it's, all these names are just gonna just get confused in my mind. Yes. Uh, Kenji um, is essentially our hero. Yeah. Natsuki is the, the girl. Uh, yeah. The, who is the, also the hero, but is, she's the one who gets him involved in yeah. everything well, that happens. Well, most of everything that happens. She drags him into it. Let's pretty much. Let's, let's be honest here. So, um, in the Evangelion rebuild movie, yeah. she plays Rei Ayanami. Oh, she plays Rei? Yeah. Oh, okay. And in Dragon Ball right now, she is Chaozu. Hmm. Do you remember who Chaozu is? Hold on. Oh, yeah, he's a little guy. Yeah, the little guy that hangs around with the three-eyed guy, which is Tien. Yeah. Okay. Keep that in mind. <laughs> There's a lot of crossover at a lot of these. Okay. You're going to be hearing the same names over and over again. I'm just going to give you a warning. Okay. Um, Pam Dougherty played uh, Sake... Gina Ochi, which is the grandmother. Oh, okay. Uh, if you've ever seen the movie, and the movie, the show uh, Beck Mongolian Chop Squad, which is a favorite anime of mine. Okay. And I bet you haven't, but... Nope. Uh, she played uh, Kazuo Sato. And way back in a little show we like to call Walker, Texas Ranger. Oh, gosh. She played somebody by the name of Judge Patricia Weston. Oh. So, uh, Todd Habercorn plays uh, Takashi Sakuma, which is the friend of his, of uh, not... Oh, yeah, the guy who lost, Kenji, who, lost, uh, a, lost, pa- lost a rock, paper, scissors. Exactly. Uh, Todd has played uh, Natsu Dragneel in Fairy Tale. Okay. He's the main hero, dragon, oh, dra- yeah, dragon yeah. guy that... And, of course, in Dragon Ball Super, he is uh, Jocko the Galactic Patrolman. Okay. I know you don't know who that is. Nope, I don't. But do you remember an anime called Soul Eater? Yes. Death the Kid. Oh, okay. I had a feeling you'd recognize that one yes. more, than that, more than the other thing. Yes. Uh, J. Michael Tatum is a Wabiske. Okay. He's the black sheep of the family. Yes. And technically the creator of the whole mess, but that's beside yeah. the point. He's not the one who unleashed it. Yeah. Uh, if you've ever seen My Hero Academia, he plays a uh, Tenya Ida. I looked it up and I can't think of which character this is. I so I'm y'all can look it up later. <laughs> I remembered a lot of these, but I can't remember all of them. And probably some of our fans who watch the show yes. be like, "It's this character, you Nimrods." <laughs> Uh, in Dragon Ball Z Kai, he is Zarbon. Okay. Uh, and if you've ever watched Hetelia Axis Powers, he plays France. Okay. You don't know what that is, do you? No, I don't. Hetelia... Sorry, I'm saying it wrong. Hetalia is a show that originated in Japan. It was actually a web show that they then put on DVD. Uh, where each of the characters are personifications of different countries during World War II. Oh, okay. He plays France. Oh, okay. Italia is the 
Obviously, Italia is part of the name. Mm-hmm. The hey it means useless. <laughs> Keep in mind, this was made in Japan, so of course they're looking at who their allies were as they were, you know, in the Axis. Yes, and apparently Italy was useless. <laughs> Pretty much. But they actually make fun of everybody, including themselves. Oh, that is too so funny. That I'm is... going to have to let you borrow that DVD. Okay. I think you'll get a kick out of it. Um, Maxi Whitehead plays uh, Kazuma Izakawa, a.k.a. King Cosma. Mm-hmm. In Dragon, Ball Z- <laughs> in, uh, Dragon Ball Z Kai, he plays Dende. Okay. In Hetalia Axis Powers, he plays Sealand. Okay. <laughs> you don't know what Sealand is, no, do you? No, I don't. Sealand <laughs> is a micronation. Okay. It's not recognized by anybody. Okay. Except other micronations that aren't recognized by anybody. Okay. It is off the coast of Britain, and it was an old abandoned military platform. Oh, yeah, I heard about this. <laughs> it is called Sealand. Yes. And Maxie Whitehead played him. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, and then in Soul Eater, mm-hmm. he played Krona. Now, remember who Krona was? I believe Krona was the, uh, kind of the gender neutral character that was kind of a bad guy, but kind of not, that had oh, the weapon that... yeah, that's right, that's right. That guy. That guy. Yes. That guy with the face and the weapon. Mm-hmm. John Swayze played, uh, Mansky Gina Ochi, a.k.a. Sensei. Hmm. And I think you will, you could probably get, well, you may not guess, but I think you'll be impressed by this one I found. Okay. He is the original voice of Gendo Ikari in Neon Genesis Evangelion. Oh! I, I can, can either one on your desk. I can hear that. Oh my gosh! <laughs> that jerk! He was the only one that I kept coming up with these Evangelion ones. Some of them were redos because from the rebuild used a lot of the same cast yes. as the original cast, but not all the time. Yeah. He was like when I, I first came across, I go, oh, I have to put this here for Jacob. <laughs> also in Fairy Tale, he played Hades. Okay. Shelly Colleen Black played uh, Mariko, Gina Ochi. Uh, do you remember a show that uh, our good buddy Chase at least had me watch? I don't know if you got a chance to see it called Angelic Layer. I even talked about it as stuff I was watching when we first started the show, podcast. Yeah, I remember you talking about okay, it. Yeah. She played uh, Madoka in that show. Okay. Uh, and additional voices in the original dub of Neon Genesis Evangelion. Okay. And when... Well, I'm going to skip that one for now. <laughs> Uh, and I'll cut that part out because it's not important. Uh, Lydia McKay was a uh, Naomi Miwa. She was Ultier in Fairy Tale, mm-hmm. Ukraine in Hitalia Axis Powers, and then in Dragon Ball Z, the original Dragon Ball Z dub. Okay. The filler episode where Goku and Piccolo learn how to drive, drive cars. Mm, yes. She plays the driving instructor. Oh, too much fun. Cynthia. Oh, fun. I'm gonna die with these idiots. Oh, she get No, that's not how that goes. She actually becomes more of a terror on the road than they are. Okay. Um, I need to watch that episode again. Uh, Mike McFarland played uh, Shota... Gino Ochi, that was the uh, policeman. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. The the that kept trying to arrest him and protecting uh, Natsuki. Yeah. We'll get into his character. Yeah, later. we will. Uh, uh, in Dragon Ball, in the Dragon Ball franchise, he plays Master Roshi and Yajirobe. Mm-hmm. In the Evangelion Rebuild, he played Makoto Hyuga. Oh. Yeah. I'm assuming that means something. Yeah. Because you didn't exactly respond well. Pop! You didn't like him. Okay. <laughs> and in Hetelia Axis Powers, he played Estonia. Okay. Monica Rial played a Yumi Jinoochi, and this is where I start losing who people are. Yeah. Fair warning. Gotcha. Um, she plays Mira Jane Strauss in Fairy Tale. She's Bulma in Dragon Ball, and is uh, Tsuyu Asui in My Hero Academia. I oh. do know she's the frog girl. Oh, froggy! Yes! Mm. I looked that one up, because like, I know this person. I know I know this person. <laughs> a good friend of mine, she loves froggy. <laughs> Who wouldn't that 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 girl is just fun to watch. That is true. Um uh, Barry Yandow played Mansaku Jinochi. In the Dragon Ball Super Dr. Slump crossover, he played Dr. Masahitro. This is that episode when I came over here after watching and said, I just saw the best uh episode best crossover episode of all time. Oh, uh, okay. That one I went crazy over? Yeah. I don't even know if that version of of that episode ever even came out because I think that's one one of the ones we lost. Oh, okay. But anyway, that's a good episode. Uh, he was the rock dragon in Fairy Tale. Also in Dragon Ball Z, he played Elder Muri. Uh, yeah, and then a uh, Chuck Huber played a uh, Riichi Jinouchi in Dragon Ball. <laughs> he was Emperor Pilaf, Android Seventeen, and Kibito. Mm. In My Hero Academia, he is Kuroki, Kurokigi. Yeah. And he plays uh, Kuniharu Saki in The Disastrous Life of Saki K. Okay, then. That's one Chase has told you you need to watch. It's on Netflix. Oh, okay. You do need to watch it. Okay. When you get a chance. It's a funny show. Okay. Uh, Cynthia Krantz played uh, Rika Jinoochi. And in Dragon Ball, she plays Chi-Chi and Mrs. Briefs, okay. a.k.a. the wife of Goku uh-huh. and the mother of Bulma. Okay, then. <laughs> John Bergmeier, who was one of the dub writers for this, played uh, Toski Jinoochi. He's Tien in Dragon Ball Z. And he plays Free Justine in Fairy Tale. Christopher Sabat played Katsuhiko Jinoochi. He is Vegeta, Piccolo, and Shinron in Dragon Ball. I'm sorry. It comes up a lot. Yeah, I told it you does. That There's most, a lot of Dragon Ball tie-ins. A lot of Dragon Ball and a lot of the... When you have a cast this big, you're pulling from everyone in the company. Yeah, pretty much. And Dragon Ball had a has cast this big, and so does My Hero Academia. Yeah. Um, and he was All Might in My Hero Academia, too. Uh, Robert McCollum played uh, Yorohiko Jinochi. He played Hero Killer Stain in My Hero Academia. Ah. Mystigan in Fairy Tale. And uh, Barry Khan in Dragon Ball Super. Hmm. Barry Khan was an actor who was playing essentially Gohan in a TV show based on Gohan's other persona, uh, oh, the Great Saiyan Man. That was a funny du- two episodes. Okay, then. Uh, 
Brittany Karbowski played Yuhei Gina Ochi. She's uh, Wendy Marvell in Fairy Tale. Rimaru in That Time I Got Reincarnated as a Slime. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kami Utsushimi in My Hero Academia. Allison Victorine played Shingo Jinaochi. She played Sheila Blundy in Fairy Tale and Karara in Sergeant Frog. Patrick Seitz, one of the other directors, played uh, Kinohiko Jinaochi. He was a uh, Musashi Goda in Mob Psycho 100, and in the game's uh, Soul Calibur, he plays Cervantes. Okay. I had to get something that was not Funimation in some of these, if I could. Because it's hard otherwise. Yeah. Um, Colleen Clinkenbeard played Noriko Jinaochi. She's uh, Urza Scarlet in Fairy Tale, Mai in Dragon Ball Super. Jennifer Seaman played Kiyomi Akizawa. And in Fairy Tale, she played Ikaruga. Charmi Lee played uh, Mao Jinaochi. In Fairy Tale, she plays Lucy Hartfelia. And Pixie Bob in My Hero Academia. And in Sailor Moon Crystal, she plays Sailor Venus. Okay. Uh, Caitlin Glass played uh, Nana Jinaochi. She's uh, Mina Asahito in My Hero Academia, Vados in Dragon Ball Super, and Evergreen in Fairy Tale. And getting close to the end, folks. Uh, Bill Jenkins played Kazuo Shirohara. He played uh, Jude Hartfilia in Fairy Tale and Grand Elder Guru in Dragon Ball Z Kai. Anastasia Munoz played uh, Yukihiko Shinohara. She was Minerva in Fairy Tale. And Uobami in My Hero Academia. Jason Leibrecht played Ryohei Jinaochi. Uh, he was a Dobby in My Hero Academia and uh, Chama in Dragon Ball Super. Chama is actually the main the main fight at the end of Dragon Ball Super. I didn't go ahead and look that up. Oh, okay. So that's a pretty major role for him. Um, and then last but not least, Tia Lynn Ballard played Kana Jinaochi. She plays Happy in Fairy Tale and Marin in Dragon Ball Super. Ah. Now, after I've gone through that entire list and saying Dragon Ball Super and My Hero Academia about 50 times. Yes. Let's talk about this movie. All right. But first, let's talk about what studio created this movie. Madhouse. Madhouse. This is actually our first Mad... No, this is our second Madhouse mm-hmm. because uh, A Girl Who Left Their Time was our first Madhouse. Yes. Madhouse makes a lot of uh, stuff that somehow ends up... It actually makes a lot of Western animation, mm-hmm. too. Or they help on a lot of those. Yeah. Uh, I got a list of them right here. Go, go right ahead. All right. So, with some of these you might know and some of you may be very familiar with. Mm-hmm. Wicked City. Okay. Never heard of it. Ninja Scroll. I have love, heard of that. I love that movie. Perfect Blue. Mm-hmm. Vampire Hunter D. I remember that. Trigun. Yes. And uh, Blood Blockade Battlefront, is that the name of the Trigun movie? Uh, I think so. They made that too, I know that. Oh, okay, gotcha. Uh, they did Black Lagoon, which uh-huh. is very good. Death Note. Yeah, Death Note's a good show. I only watched about half of it because I kind of... Anyway, it's a good show. Alright. Wolf Children. and the I fir- need to watch that one. And the first season of One Punch Man. Yes. Also, uh, on the American side of things, yeah. they did the second season of Boondock Saints. Oh, really? Not Boondock Saints. The Boondocks. Oh, okay. That was on Adult Swim. I do remember that. Oh, okay. Going out based on the American comic strip. Yeah. Kind of has a manga inspiration to the art. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. You know the one I'm talking about. Yes. Yeah, I just thought it was very interesting because I was like, oh my gosh, they made yeah, so Mad- many. Madhouse is one of the more prevalent ones. Summer Wars were released August 1st, 2009. Mm-hmm. It doesn't give a, we don't have a budget for it. There's no, there's no, um, there's no given budget that we can find. Right. But box office wise in the U.S., it made $18.4 million. That's interesting because I don't remember it being in theaters. Yeah, it was in theaters. Okay. I've been wrong before. Yeah, it was in theaters at one point. Oh, I bet this was one that I think that uh, Funimation did get into theaters so they could be in the Academy Awards and then they didn't win. Yes. Shame that. Anyway. All right. So, I think they were going up against, like, uh, let's see, 2009. What would 2009 have been from Disney and Pixar? <laughs> Something that would have killed it, probably. Something. Was that Monsters University year? It doesn't matter. I, Go I ahead. don't know. Go ahead. To kind of wrap that up, in its first week, it grossed over a million dollars in the U.S. opening alone. And that was in 127 theaters, ranking number seven in the box office at that time. And yet, I don't remember actually being in theaters. At least, not around here. Hmm. Anyway, go ahead. I'm trying to find it's a Japanese release. Well, that was a Japanese release. So that was the Japanese box office? No, that was the U.S. box office. It's oh. not saying we're... I'm using Wikipedia to try to find it. Yeah, it was first announced 2008 at Tokyo International Anime Fair. Uh, the film was released in April... Yeah, okay. It was released April 1st, 2009. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, April 1st, 2009 is what I'm saying there. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's, that's what I was going from. Yeah, some more premiered in Japan uh, August first, two thousand nine, grossing over one over uh, one hundred million dollars in the U.S. And so okay, it, yeah, it had its North American premiere on February twenty sixth, uh, two thousand ten. Okay, uh, Mamaru Hosoda was in uh, attendance that night in New York. Okay, uh, yeah, this does not appear like it had a. Yeah, this only had a limited release of the film in theaters. Okay. In December 3rd, 2010. Yeah, because honestly, I do remember them be like seeing a preview for it on on TV or on YouTube Mm -hmm. somewhere. I was like, what in the world? I could see this. I I know Funimation has done some of this with some other uh, movies they've Mm -hmm. gotten the release rights to. Yeah. But they don't do it all the time. Yeah. They might be doing it a lot more often now that uh, they're owned by Sony. Yeah. Because I want to say Dragon Ball Z, sorry, Dragon Ball Super Broly, which was the most recent movie Funimation put in theaters. Yes. It actually was in theaters for like a month. Really? Which was odd. Huh. I saw it like two weeks late. I didn't think it was going to be there. I just happened to be looking for something to go watch. I was on there and go, is this still showing? Well, shoot, I'll go watch this. This will be fun. Huh. But anyway, so uh, this was my third viewing of this movie. Okay. My understanding is this was your first? Yes. So what'd you think? Uh, I was kind of blown away. Be like, it did have that Digimon adventure, our our war games mm-hmm. vibe to it. And uh, it was it was really intriguing. It was very, it brought you, it, it sucked you into the story. And you just... Be like you got to know the characters and you felt for the characters, and uh, it was very—it's very much a character-driven story. Mm-hmm. Where be like you have your characters' struggles and the 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 family dramas and situations, and then in your background you have, you know, the land of Oz. You know, you have that playing in the background along yeah. with this satellite in the in the other background, 
and it's all, all the stuff coming together. Yeah, it's it's all just tumbling over each other. Mm-hmm. I, I was I, the first time I watched this movie, I had absolutely no <clears throat> idea about its background. Yeah, I just knew, oh, this movie, Summer Wars. I've heard a lot of good things about it. I happened to be in Hastings at the time, so I went. I when I saw this copy, I thought, well, this looks interesting. I guess I'll buy it. <laughs> and I went home and I watched. It. I thought. And I was about halfway through, and finally, the thought fi- finally hit me. Is this like a Digimon spinoff or something <laughs> like that? Because I'm getting a lot of Digimon vibes. Yeah. And I think somewhere in there, I must have looked up and said, oh, it's ba- it is made by the same guy who directed most of those. Yeah. Okay, I can work with that. This is just maybe an idea he had that didn't work out. Keep in mind, I had not seen Digimon the movie yet. <laughs> Because I didn't see that until we reviewed it. Yeah. So, uh, the first thing I remember thinking when I saw it was, there's a lot of people in this movie, and yet I kind of know who all of them are, even if I never remember any of their names. Yeah. That's the thing. I just read off all these names. Mm-hmm. I don't remember half of them actually being said in the movie. Yeah. I just know, okay, we've got the kid, the girl, the black sheep, the cop, the grandma, the guy with the boat. Yeah. The guy with the computer. Yeah. The guy whose work is classified. Yes. <laughs> the fireman. Yes. The, uh, the the lady obsessed with baseball. Oh, yes. She's watching her son play Which, in the and, World Series. Or something like that. Yeah. Something to that effect. High, high school World Series. Yes. Whatever. I'm watching that and going, I actually feel sorry for, the kid, for that kid. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Because you know. He has no idea of anything has actually happened. Yeah. Of this drastic. He just thinks he missed his grandmother's birthday party. Yeah. He finally gets up and goes, wait, what? She has a boyfriend. He lied to you, and yet he convinced you to, uh, that he's actually a good guy for her, and y'all are actually fine with this now. <laughs> and Grandma died? Grandma's dead. Thanks a lot for letting me know. The wor- also, the world nearly ended? <laughs> And this brat saved us? <laughs> and also, my niece also saved us because she's very good at Hanafuda Koi Koi? Uh-huh. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're pulling my leg. <laughs> no, the entire country... Don't you see the giant hot spring out in our front yard now? That's where the giant uh, delivery system head-butted into the earth. <laughs> Thanks, love machine. I'm just a love machine, and I want... Actually, that, that song, that, I don't know why they named the guy, love, named the AI love machine. Well, he's got, it, he's got a heart on his head. That's so. the only reason. Yeah, that's the only reason. Because it's not the song. No. Because, let's face it, this love machine works for only himself. Yeah. Gobbling up, a, a, uh, not AS, gobbling up a, oh, avatars. Uh, avatars. <laughs> avatars. Not, yeah. oh, oh, not, oh. At, not airbenders, not blue aliens. <laughs> This is the actual C- uh, computer term for the character you control, which is your avatar. And not the Hindu term where the word came from either. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And what's, what I find interesting, other thing I find interesting is you've got this big cast of characters. Yeah. Huge cast. They also have, you know, these avatar characters. Mm-hmm. You immediately know who they are based just looking at the avatar. Oh, yeah. Some of them at least look like the characters. Other ones looks like, oh. This guy's a fireman. Obviously, he's the fireman. This guy's a pill. He's the doctor. <laughs> right? Yeah, that is crazy. Definitely, it's, yeah, it's just... The movie itself is so... Well, look, that one's a mink. 
dressed in a uh, nighty. That's obviously the girl who can't get a boyfriend. <laughs> oh, the the single lady at our yes. age. Yes. Uh, oh, the 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 burn that her dad gives her. It's like, oh, come on, man. Yes. <laughs> also, I know Japan is like East Texas in that it's humid during the summer. Yes. Much like it is here. And I know that's a very old, essentially castle. Yeah. That they that this whole thing takes place in. Uh huh. I can't imagine living there all day. No wonder the, the grandma got sick. She was in a, she was in an oven all day long. Well, apparently I don't she, care how good the breeze is. Yeah. Apparently she was just be like, oh, I was just outside for too long. Be like she's outside. You're there's no air conditioning in this open air room you live in. Yeah. This makes us sound like stupid Americans. You know that, right? Yeah, it does. And spoiled... People who are spoiled by air conditioning. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. Even though you get have to work out and outside nearly all day. Yeah. Anyway. I enjoy air conditioning. Let's say that. Don't we all? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I believe the heat index hit 105 today. Yeah. <laughs> and no breeze. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was toasty today. Anyways, let's go back back to, back to the show. Back to the movie. Yes, I just I can't even think of anything to talk about. Is the weird thing? It's a great movie. Yeah, it's it's all about family. It's all about family. I mean the back the back of the box says it perfectly. Always protect your network. Yeah, that doesn't just mean the network your computer's on, where Love Machine can hack in. Yeah, that also means your family mm-hmm. coming together and sticking together. Yeah, the Kenji, I think that's his name, the original? Yeah, Kenji. Yeah. He says he doesn't come from a family, so he's not used to any of this kind of stuff. Yeah. As far as I remember, his his dad works abroad, so yeah. he's never home, and his mom always works late. Yes, and so, so he's pretty much living by himself anyway. Yeah, exactly. They never eat dinner together, and he's, the first night, being introduced as her boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, he's thrust in the situation. And he's having, having no to deal idea. with, what, 50 people? Roughly. <laughs> this whole family? And their kids? Yeah. The, 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 I'm going to point it out, the little brats. Because the, yes. the, 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 the first fight you have between, uh, King Kaima? Cosma. Cosma. King Cosma. King Cosma and, uh, Love Machine. Love Machine 1.0. Yes. Be like, King Cosma could have simply just took him out. Well, easy. no, technically 2.0 because he had already, uh, he was no longer using Kenji's old avatar. He had already went up to that quote unquote Hindu god form. Yeah. Thing he was in. Well, even bef- be like during that and the other one, be like it was literally had King Cosma had him on the ropes. Yes. Be like going to take him out easy. This is nothing. And to those little brats and be like, oh, there's the criminal. Go arrest him. And yes. then throw Cosma's his um his cause him to be distracted is what it yeah, comes down for to. For a second, he was he distracted. The he had. Uh, the love machine in a headlock, uh-huh. and love machine was able to get out of that headlock and get away. Yeah, and then beat him to a pulp. Yeah, so I basically said, "Be like, thanks, you little brats." <laughs> they didn't know. Oh, I know that, but still. Go, oh, he's big. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's thanks. Like, yeah, you let him get that way. Yeah, like, yeah, he digivolved thanks to you. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> Anyways, enough from blaming little brats. <laughs> So yeah, you have that. You have, of course, you have the wives who, when the grandmother dies, mm-hmm. I want to get to the grandmother here in a second. Yeah. Grandmother dies. They're, of course, worried about, oh, we've got to get the, 
uh, we got to get the buns switched over from being the red and white to the black ones. And yeah. We've got to get all set up for the wake and all this stuff. And, of course, the guys are going to think, we've got to get revenge! <laughs> because this is our fault because Wabiske is an idiot. <laughs> yep, pretty much. That's it's like, oh, yeah, be like, Grandma's got to feel nice and cold. Here's all this no, ice no, this that's, computer. That's a different guy. That's okay. a different guy. Okay. Wabiske is the one who made Love Machine. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's He's right. an idiot. Because not only did he make Love Machine, mm-hmm. he sold it to the U.S. government. What's the U.S. government going to do with a virus? Make it a weapon. Yes! Even I, as an American, know this. <laughs> and, of course, he did it so that the family would have money again. Well, obviously, no one cares about money. Yeah. They have some money, at least, because they're able to obviously afford this. Oh, yeah. I'm assuming the taxes on this castle. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, they would be a lot richer if their grandfather hadn't squandered all the money from the... Well, the silk yes, trade but they, thousands of they don't years. need any more money. Yeah. Not really. And besides, they just have a hot spring. They're about to make a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> I assume. Yeah, you assume they'd be like, you know, what's the next movie? They're making money out of the hot spring? There's n- there's not a sequel to this movie. It's no, a, it's a, this is a great one and done movie. Yeah, I agree. I can breathe. Um, and of course, the whole thing where she set, starts off uh, giving uh, showing Kenji off as her boyfriend. The entire reason Kenji's even here is because she promised to bring a boyfriend home to grant for grandma, yeah. So she would, because you know, she was obviously on her way out, even yeah. if she, they didn't know she was going to die that weekend. Yes. So wanting to at least you know feel so maybe she so she would feel that you know they were safe and all that. And of course, what backstory does she come up with? Oh yeah, because he went to Tokyo. You he went to Tokyo. You he worked. He lived abroad in America. Yeah. And what was the third one? His his uh his family's old. His family's old. She took her uncle's storyline because she exactly. was actually maybe perhaps had a crush on her. Yes, she did. Uncle. <laughs> yes. Oh. Uh, like, yeah, it even, it even comes to oh. <laughs> Yeah, it even comes to a point where the the her grandmother is scolding her. It's like, how dare you lie to us and be like, yes. the, the aunts, the other aunts show up and the cousins show up. And it's like, it's like, oh yeah, because he, like, she's always had this name for w- Wazuke, right? Yeah. Wabiske. Wabiske. For Wabiske. Be like, she even had her, her, uh, her, lo- her love fortune foretold to her when she was little, when she was in kindergarten. She even wrote an essay about, about her me and, and my, my uncle. uncle. It's like, what is going on? And also think about... But this is the kind of thing that would come out in a big family reunion like this. Oh, yeah. And also think when about... When they're the, trying to figure out a problem. Oh, yeah. And uh, think about the, uh, the, 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 the goofy cop cousin. Yes, that's trying to protect her. What do you mean you've got a boyfriend? I object. Yeah. Be like, even when you, fir- when you first meet him, be like, oh, it was too late. Because he really, apparently he really wanted to, you know, get with his... Younger cousin. No, no, he was just trying to protect her. He had kids. No, he... Like, I had a wife and kids. The cop did. Okay. Yeah, some of those kids were his that were uh, running around. Oh, uh, okay. Well, never mind. Cut he that. was just being a protective uncle. An uh, okay. overprotective uncle. That's uh, okay. all it was. Oh, uh, okay. I, 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 I misread it, apparently. <laughs> I was like, dang, okay, this is getting bad. No, he had a wife. Yes. She was there. <laughs> She just wasn't 
Uh, admittedly, I can't tell you who half the ants, half the ladies in there were married to. Yes. It gets slightly... Be like, I literally That's, wrote it down, like, the entire connection. Be like, and I don't want to try to... But it's next to impossible to follow because there's a bunch of brothers who I don't know who how they're related to other than they are in the fit. Uh-huh. And I'm talking about the, uh, the guy running the water uh, department, mm-hmm. the guy running the, fi- the fire department... Mm-hmm. The policeman and um, the EMT. EMT. And then, of course, there's the guy who works for the Japanese Special Defense Force. Force. When they ask what he does for a living, he says, that's classified. classified. Where'd you get that? Classified. He says, what? Hey. Because he comes up with essentially this huge, high-powered satellite that no person in the right, you would never see in right. real life. Yeah. And they go... Do you do for the Japanese Special Defense Force? He just sits there a minute and goes, "That's classified." Ingrids. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you hook it up to your big, high-powered, mega computer. Gosh, that thing! That wow. <laughs> the thought that crossed my mind. Forgive me for this. I just, I had to bring this up. Yeah. They're bringing the thing in on a forklift. This giant computer. Yeah. They can't fit it <laughs> between the roof and the the, that, the, the floor. because that poor they, castle. Yes. That poor castle. They keep hitting it and obviously shaking the whole building. None of the wives come over to find out what's going on. Yeah. What do they think is going on? All of a sudden, hey, there's a giant boat sitting in the lake, in the pond. That's yeah. not supposed to fit in that pond. <laughs> And you can see it all through the house. And they're just sitting there going, well, we got to call the caterer. <laughs> get like, those, those, those buns reversed. No, I'm trying to remember. Honey, don't quit bothering us. We're trying to get ready for the wake. No, I'm trying to think. The, like, Why does the uncle bring in the boat? The boat had the electric generator. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because they could not depend. They could not get enough electricity on the... Uh, uh, through the normal power lines. Yeah. They, that's what the boat was there for. Oh, okay. Plus, it had the ice they were going to use oh my to keep the supercomputer called. Right. Yes. Except the cop, who wasn't helping them in any way, shape, or form, no. besides, hey, we need to keep mama's bo- gra- grandma's body, body cool so it doesn't start decomposing early. Oh, look. Giant ice cubes in a room with a computer. Surely I can take a couple. And he takes all but, what, three? Three of them. He go in there's like, how are the three remaining ice cubes not melting right now? Because it's an oven. Uh, it caused and nobody I comes still to be like, you idiot! Bam! And, I, and there's a part of me that's going, why did they need that big a computer? Oh, hey. I remember why they needed that big a computer. That was the jail. They were going to stick a love machine in, but yes. because it overheated, he was able to escape. <laughs> That's why. Hey, go big or go home. Yeah. And apparently this, this family, it's go big and really go big. But, and it, but the, that's, that's of course what was supposed to happen, but at the same time going, that's not how computer viruses work. <laughs> it's about this big. Technically, love machine should be Still out there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. In fact, if you go back to our war games, 
the uh, the Digimon that they were fighting. I can't think of the name of it. Diablomon. Di- yeah, Diaboromon. 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 When they go to fight him, he has multiplied himself out multiple times. Yes. That's closer to how viruses work. I agree. <laughs> I agree with that. Then, uh, of course, this was a hacking AI, not a virus, yeah. but I don't care. Uh, I still don't think it works this way. Uh, and so, I guess technically it was using an avatar in the Oz system. Yes. Which is a graph, which is essentially the, an MMO interface for a, uh, for the internet. Yeah. So kind of a cool little bonus thing because it's, it's, it's shown in the movie, but it's never really spoken of. Mm-hmm. We actually get the guy's email address. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. the in- Every single computer screen or television screen or even game console screen yeah. and cell phone screen you see in this movie is an accurate representation of what it looked like in 2010. Mm-hmm. They all have Windows XP machines. Pretty much. <laughs> Despite the fact they should have moved on to Vista, but that's beside the point. And they were all using Dell's. Yes, all using Dells. Uh-huh. It's like Dell paid a. This was before Dell crashed. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, what? Are you, what is your closing thoughts on the film? What are your closing thoughts? My closing thoughts. This is one of my favorite anime movies. Okay, and I'm gonna put that up there. It's not my absolute favorite. Yeah, but this is one definitely everyone needs to see at least once. Yeah, it's a fun movie. It's got enough goofy. Mm-hmm. Stupid uh, fun stuff mixed with you know danger of the world ending to mm-hmm. all this other stuff. It even has if you if you are missing a little bit of Digimon flair, you, there are three Digivolutions essentially in pretty, this movie. Pretty, much. pretty um, much, and of course the whole thing ends in a in a, a game of uh, essentially technically it's Hanafuda Koi Koi, which is not poker but it kind of plays like that i right. looked it up uh you should actually read uh, read up on hanafuda if you got some time because it's quite interesting the history especially since it includes the creation of nintendo ah okay interesting so uh yeah i mean it's it's a great movie it's a fun movie i enjoy it hmm. what are your final closing thoughts man this movie was so much fun it was you know Definitely for someone going in blind, really having really no clue what's going on. The the character interactions, the about like how the movie is all about family mm-hmm. and staying you know staying close with the family and a character who is very much the reverse doesn't have much of a family and is brought into this family mm-hmm. and ultimately becomes a part of the family. Yeah, when he eventually was lied to be, to become part of the family. Well, the grandmother did kind of. Have a legitimate talk with him and yes. said, and actually tricked him into agreeing. Well, yes, they played a game of Hanafuda Koi Koi. Yes, of course he had, wasn't used to playing the game at all. He never played the game before. Yeah, he still she's learned. she's a master when you get right down to yeah, it. Yeah, she's ninety and, years old, and her uh, what her uh, bet is mm-hmm. is that if she wins, he will do her best to make sure uh, his her granddaughter is, is happy. Yes. Which means she's already decided this boy is a part of the family. Yeah. It so really does not matter what happens. Yeah. And in many ways, you kind of know they're going to get together by the end of this thing. Oh, yeah, by it's... this point anyway. Yeah. Because the, there's kind of that connection. Um, so, yeah, it's obviously him joining this big family. And, obvi- and you can tell he 
earns his place. He does. I agree. He's not the... He, he's the math nerd when you get right down to it, but he's also the runner-up to to represent Japan yeah. in the Math, math Olympics. Olympics? Yes. <laughs> it's like, A, I didn't know there was a Math Olympics. B, good on you. By the way, that's your problem, because that's what gets all this crap started, is you're yeah. too smart for your own good. Yeah. Oh, there's a problem but, in front of me. I've got to solve it. Yes. But then that he uses that someone to break what has to be a very tough encryption five times in ten seconds. Yes. <laughs> so kudos for him. Yes. Yeah, just, you know, this, this overarching story of this young man going from... Kind of like a lot of us did, had no self-confidence whatsoever mm-hmm. to basically stepping up to the plate and be like, are you man enough to do this? Yes. Are you willing to die for this? And he be like, he steps up and improves himself. One of my favorite parts of this movie, they have honestly, they, they, Wabiske finally comes back after pretty much, and not ever, no one's forgiven him really, Yeah, but they know he's a part of this family. He knows this is his responsibility too. Mm-hmm. So he, Comes back in a hurry. They know he's the only one that can help. He gets back and, of course, destroys the forklifts <laughs> as he tries to park. And they go, okay. And, of course, they've read Grandma's note by this point, too. Yes. And which says, is very touching. Okay, Wabasuke, you go pay your respects when you get done. We're going to sit down. we got four hours left. When we get done, we're going to eat dinner. When you get done, we're going to eat We're gonna eat dinner, as Grandma said to do. <laughs> They all sit down the end. Of course, they're all talking. It's like a planning meeting, and they're all scarfing this food down. It shifts over to the uh, his friend mm-hmm. that's you know that has been helping them over oh, the text. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's eating too. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, you're eating. You, you, you're you're definitely you're with this group, even though you're nowhere near this group. Yeah, you're as much a part of this planning meeting as anybody else. Yeah, is. I agree. Yeah, the. It's an amazing film. I guarantee I will probably buy this film. Yes. It's such a good film. I extremely highly suggest this film. Go out and get it. Yeah. Uh, I I will also, with the exception of one scene, which I warned you about before you saw it, and it's not even that really bad a scene. No, it's it's not. In your face (laughs) for about a second. It happens at the the saddest point part of the movie. Yeah. Uh, heck, I've already revealed it. When they're first mourning the death of the grandmother. Yes. The baseball mom uh, is realizes she's got a, her baby's hungry and mm-hmm. she has to feed it by breastfeeding. Yes. It's not done in a sexy way. It's just, it is there. You can tell what's happening. They didn't shy from what was happening, but they yeah. weren't explicit. So I'll give a fair warning there. Yeah. Other than that. Which there's nothing wrong with breastfeeding. Right, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just some people are sensitive. Yes, and admittedly, I would have liked to have remembered this happened before I rewatched it. But uh, besides that, very family friendly. It's about family. It's about mm-hmm. family coming together, mm-hmm. and you know, when a family comes together, they can save the world. Yeah. So it's very it's for families and it's pro family. Yeah, exactly. What are your thoughts? My thoughts exactly. This is definitely a family friendly movie. Um, it's one of those that you can definitely sit down your family in front of this movie and watch and enjoy and, uh, probably get a few, be like, oh, okay, this is how our family does this. Yeah. Or this, or this, and have this, have this connection with this Mm -hmm. family. And it's an enjoyable film. I would definitely say it's family friendly that 
I think anybody who enjoys film or animation should watch it. Yeah. 9.0 is what I'm giving it. Ah. That's the only real downside to this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a little slow at the beginning. Yeah, it's got a slow burn. Very slow burn at the beginning, but it's worth it because you're introducing all these characters. Um, Oz as cool as it is, it does yeah. not really get really interesting until the casino scene yes. and the climax. The rest mm-hmm. of the time, it's kind of a boring landscape. Yeah. Which, for what this kind of place is, makes sense, but at the same time. Yeah. When you've seen Ready Player One, yeah, and you've much. seen what you can do with that kind of environment, it's yeah. kind of a shame we, we did not get that here. Yeah. That's the only real downside, and that's minor. Yeah, to be honest, I, I, I would give, I would give this point that having some being someone who had read the book Ready Player One via audio, mm-hmm. uh, I had read it too. Yeah, the book is literally depressing. Oh yeah, the book and, is depressing, and it's more be like, oh, we're gonna talk, you know all this eighty nostalgia and be like, halt, be like, if you have all this knowledge about you know eighties stuff, be like somehow you're you're better mm-hmm. than everybody else. Where this is a much, in my opinion, this is a much better way of handling this idea of a internet people live in. Oh yeah, story. I agree with you because it's essentially our world, but with everyone using avatars on their phones to do stuff. Yeah, which was the downfall, considering all the avatars had the permissions, and all Love Machine had to do was eat the avatars in order to get control over whatever he wanted to get control over. So yeah, yeah, definitely with the difference between. Uh, Ready Player One, where it was all about self, and mm-hmm. be like, oh, I'd be like, the main character just knowing it all in the book. The movie's a lot different. Definitely, if you haven't seen the movie, Ready Player One, go watch it. Yes. And this movie is definitely about family. It's not about self. It's about, you know, the your family unit. and It's about the... F- oh, sorry. Go ahead. I keep interrupting. Go. <laughs> it's about family unit. It's, it's about... <laughs> it's about family unit. It's about... Uh, and two, like learning to trust in yourself, learning to believe in your own abilities and your own mm-hmm. self. Where, uh, Kenji, yeah, Kenji. Kenji, yeah, Kenji, there again goes from this, you know, goes from one to another and proves himself and is definitely the the man in which the grandmother knew he could be. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, I would definitely give this movie a def- definitely solid nine. And she, uh, did stare into his soul and is a great judge of character. Yeah. She didn't care what the truth, what, what, if what he said was true or not, she looked at who he was. Yeah. She saw, she saw the man within him Mm -hmm. and knew what he could become. Yeah. So that brings us to the end of another episode of the Cellcast. Yes. So before we get into rolling for our next movie. Okay. We actually got an email from a, from a listener. Oh, this is from Thomas Meehan. Okay. (laughs) He says, hi, I'm a new listener, and I'm enjoying the podcast. Keep up the great work. He asks if we take suggestions, if so, uh, take a look, and here's what, and I'm just going to quickly go over what he suggested and talk okay. about, we can talk about, you know, what, if this is on our personal list or whether, you know, whether we, what we think of doing these movies. Right. So the first one uh, he's got on here is uh, Doctor Who, The Power of the Daleks. Okay. You've not watched Doctor Who. I have watched Doctor Who. Oh, you have? My yes. apologies. <laughs> But it's modern yeah, time who. Who. It's on. modern who, right? Yeah, modern who. Which uh, one? Uh, Smith and 
So the the, uh, the the more the more modern twos. So uh, Matt Smith, yes. the the old guy. Um, can't think of his name. Yeah, and the girl. I haven't watched her yet. Okay. Um. So yeah, you've watched eleven and twelve. Yes. I have looked at where this one is in the uh, the context. Yeah. This is back at two. Oh, okay. This was actually two's first adventure. Oh, really? And it actually features the first regeneration. Huh. Although they called it Renewal at the time. Yeah. The reason this is coming up, being animated, is because uh, the BBC wasn't good. N- didn't think they would actually need to save I some of their old shows. Yeah. So uh, most of the, uh, a lot of the, they retaped over a lot of their tapes. Yeah. So while some stuff ended up being saved because it came over to America and Australia and they had film masters to come mm. off of. Yeah. That were made, and those film masters still exist. Uh, some of this early stuff, we don't even have that. All we have is a couple of surviving clips that they have found, mm-hmm. and uh, audio, the, all, the, all the complete audio track, because people would record it off the television to listen to. Yeah. So, in order so they could actually have all this together, they actually reanimated, in a cartoon form, the old show with the audio. Huh. I have not actually watched this one yet. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not going to say we're not going to do it. It's a possibility. It's a possibility. We actually have not discussed how we were handling multi-episode TV shows. Yeah. Yet. So we'll work on it. We'll work on that. Uh, Pokemon the movie Mewtwo Strikes Back. Definitely get that once more. At one point, it is on my list to bring up. I mm-hmm. do actually own a copy of it, plus mm-hmm. Pokemon the movie 2000 and Pokemon 3. Okay. So that is maybe coming up in the future? Possibly. Maybe. We don't know. Uh, He put on here Spirited Away, but I'm going to throw on pretty much most of Miyazaki's uh, stuff on here. More on that in a couple minutes. Yeah. Who Framed Roger Rabbit? That is definitely definitely coming. We just haven't decided when. Yeah. Please. Yes, we're doing it. Yes. In fact, I've got an idea. We'll talk after the show. Okay. Scooby-Doo on Bro. Zombie Island Bro, and yeah. Witch's Ghost and Alien Invaders and the Cyber Chase. I keep hearing those are really good films. Well, I don't like Cyber Chase, but... Okay. It's not a bad movie. It's just like, it's there. Yeah. <laughs> I know we were talking about maybe doing that in the near future. Possibly. More on that here in a couple minutes. Yes. Uh, this one I already know is on our roll. Yeah. Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Yes. Which tells me this guy hasn't listened to the new episodes yet. Oh, you never know. But yeah, you never know. He'll he'll catch up. This, that one is coming probably, hopefully within the next six to 12 weeks. Yes. Or so. Uh, the original Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. We will definitely do it. It will be... Cons- yeah, is we kind of have to do the first animated motion picture. Yeah, we will definitely do that one at some point. At some point. It, but it's not nearby, I don't think. It, it's 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 somewhere down the road. It is down the road. It's just not immediate. Yeah, we will get to it. Uh, and last but not least, Akira. Akira. We will definitely get to Akira right. at some point. And then, of course, this is Thanks for Looking. Sincerely, Thomas. Well, thank uh, you, Thomas. Yes. Uh, thank you for... Uh, for uh, responding, we definitely want more feedback. Yeah, 
Uh, so if you, like Thomas, want to email us, please email us at thecellcastpodcast at gmail.com. That is with a single L in mm-hmm. Cellcast. Um, but like we kept saying, there were two things in there we we didn't want to talk about immediately because, well, we're talking about doing some theme months. Yes, we are. Coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, when we get to the role, you'll notice a movie has been taken off that we haven't reviewed because it's getting moved to that theme month. Yeah. So, um, well, I guess I can kind of tease this a little. Yeah. Just in October, we're talking about doing Halloween movies. Yes. And other creepy movies, which may be where Zombie Island comes in. Maybe not. Nothing is finalized yet, I should say. Um, and then coming in November, I'm thinking of starting a Ghibli month. Okay, then. Essentially a part one for this November. Maybe we'll come back later, next, maybe next year and do some more. Uh, I can tell you, I will tell you that Spirited Away, which is the one you put on here, is not in my immediate list because I'm kind of wanting to go in order. Okay. But we'll see where that comes. So keep that in mind, just as a little bit of a tease of what's coming. Yeah. But we'll we'll let you know closer to October. Uh, probably the episode bef- right before October mm-hmm. is where we'll finalize this and let you know what's happening. Yeah. And plus, be like, if you have any suggestions of what movies you would like us to watch during this theme month, please let us know. Yes, because uh, Jacob is probably... Okay, so... The Miyazaki and Ghibli month is kind of my month. Mm-hmm. Because I'm doing that, Jacob is going to get his own months for him mm-hmm. to pick a couple movies just to make it even. But he doesn't know what theme he wants to do yet. Yeah. So if you have theme suggestions, email those in to us as well. Yeah. yeah. Email them or put them on our Facebook. Yes, our closed group. Uh, on the list this week, at number one... We've got the Angry Birds movie. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, number two, we have Final Fantasy, The Spirits Within. Number three is The Little Mermaid. Uh-huh. Replacing Summer Wars at number four is The Great Mouse Detective. Oh! I've always wanted to watch that movie. <laughs> I have a copy. Really? A, yes. I've had a copy for about a year now. Oh, okay. It's great. Actually, about two or three years now. Um, at number five, we have Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Yes. And as I said, since we're looking at doing a, uh, a Miyazaki Ghibli month, uh, Lupin the Third, Castle of Cagliostro, mm-hmm. I took off the list because it's probably going to be the first movie we do as part of that. Okay. So I replaced number six with Your Name. Ooh. I will say. I'll go ahead and put this out there. This might be the first movie where parental discretion might be advised. Yeah. Because a part of this story does technically take, does technically occur with a guy and a girl switching bodies, and there are some natural things a guy and a girl's body might do if they were first introduced to such a concept. Yes. I'm going to give that warning. But other than that, the movie is excellent. Okay. Which is why I wanted to put it on the list. Okay. So, that's our six. 
Alright. It's your role because ah, Summer Wars was my movie. That's right. Alright. So, what are you going to get? I don't know. Let's see. One. The Angry Birds movie. Okay. Good. I just watched that movie. Great. <laughs> okay. Well, it makes sense we watch it now and then we can go see how bad the sequel is in theaters right now. Yeah. True. But, I guess next week? We're talking- I don't know how to transition into this movie because I've not seen it. Um, Caw our way to we're gonna, you're gonna, we're gonna fling ourselves into pigs. <laughs> Here we go. So for next week, we'll fling our. So I'm gonna do that in the background while you talk. Oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> threw me for a loop there, buddy. I just thought of it. So next week. We'll be flinging ourselves into our next movie, which will be the Angry Birds movie. Ooh, I can't hardly whistle anymore because I'm smiling. <laughs> uh, so, yes, that that's where we're going next. So, once again, like I said, you can email us. Well, no, that's not where we're going first. Yeah. Where can they find you, Jacob? All right. You can find me on Facebook at Jacob B. Heron, also on Facebook at Jacob's Daily Art Corner, where I try to draw every day. I don't get to do it all. I, I draw all the time, but I don't post everything I draw. <laughs> but, like, yeah, if you want to get, a, you know, see some, what everyone keeps telling me, really good art. I'm not, it, I'm, I'm not. It is good art. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to be like, oh no, but I'm not a good artist. Be like, I, I, I appreciate people saying I'm a good artist. He's modest, people. He's actually pretty good. He just doesn't want to admit it to himself. Of course, then I have absolutely no room to talk because when you go visit my page at Drew's Photo Bin and you see my photographs, I don't think they're all that, but I've been told they're pretty good as well. Yeah, exactly. How's that for a segue? That's a good segue. <laughs> you can also find me on my Facebook page at Drew Dodgen. Um. And then, of course, you can find you can find both of us at uh, thecellcast.podbean.com. Uh, that's our website. You can come and listen to pretty much all of our episodes there. Uh, I still need to update the website with the subscription links. I've not gotten around to that. My apologies. It's been a busy couple weeks, <laughs> but that's beside the no point. Judgment here. Yes. Um, and then, of course, like. Uh, Thomas did earlier. Uh, you can email us at the cellcast podcast at gmail.com. Keep in mind every single instance where we've said the cellcast, that's with a single L. I did not mention the closed Facebook group. I should have. Yes. That's also the cellcast. Mm-hmm. It is closed to keep the robots out mm-hmm. because, uh, or let's in, face it. Or we, in this case, the virus is out. Well, we ourselves are love machines and we don't want to work for anybody but you (laughs) (laughs) stay in I don't care oh my gosh oh that hurt so uh, with all that being said this is true Come on, Jacob. You can say it. It's one line. (laughs) This is true. This is true. And this is Jacob. And we'll catch you in the next frame. It's your move.
like okay. I've got two jelly donuts and one mustard and rice sandwich. I'll raise you four cookies, five donuts, and a cucumber. Ooh, good offer, but not good enough. Two sliced pizzas, please. Thank you very much. Ha! You've activated my trap card. Oh no! You shall go to the Shadow Realm! Oh no! time on the Cellcast. A hundred years from now, everyone will ask, how did the friendship between the pigs and the birds start? Who cares? Well, let them say, we lit up the night! <laughs> Holy moly! <laughs> hey, look, they destroyed more of the stuff we worked hard to build. But there's more! Has gravity gone haywire? No, even better! Your friends, the pigs, proudly give you... Trampoli! Those are my assistants, Oinky Hello. and John Ham. Hey, hold on a second. I thought there was only supposed to be two of these guys. Squad goals? Look at those jiggly piggly! But that's not all. Throwing things just got a whole lot easier. Say hello to... The Slingshot! <laughs> Tired of carrying things from place to place? Wish you could just get it there? Well, now you can! Waiters, do me a favor. Take the rest of the night off. Okay. Hey, if you got the night off, why don't you fix my house? Yeah, it's the same guy. <laughs> well, the slingshot does it all in three easy steps. Ready? Aim. Fire! Blown in fresh fruit! Guys, it's the same fruit sitting on the plates in front of you. Watch out for that pineapple. <laughs> Now for our last gift to you. Shut up and fix my house! <laughs> we don't know him. I'm going to ask for a volunteer from the audience. Oh, who should I pick? Who, who, who? How about the red guy with the enormous eyebrows? <laughs> Me? <clears throat> oh, no, 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 no. Yes, you, sir. Come on up here. It's your lucky day. Are, are you sure you don't want to choose one of the hundreds of birds that have their wings up? Get him up. Come on, Red, have some fun! Go, 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 go! Oh, he's shy. You hear that? They're cheering for you. Oh, you gotta be kidding me. Red guy with the eyebrows. Red I would have sat closer had I known that I was gonna be part of this show. Okay, now what? Come on, give him a hand. Wait, this way. Relax, be brief. Ready! Who, me? Yeah, no, I'm ready. Aim! Aim at what? Everybody on this one, fire! <laughs> Who says birds don't fly? This seems really unnatural! <gasps> uh, I hope he's okay. Ow. 